The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. It uh, it seems like a, a a day or two since we've seen each other, guys. We were weren't together last week, and so it's uh, it's good to see you. Well, most of you, it's good to see you. Actually, I hadn't seen you this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we had a, some life situations come up last week, and so we uh, did one of the things that we don't normally do. We played a previous show. And so, but even though those previous shows are really good, so you should go back and listen oh, to them oh yeah, by all at right. org, and you could get those there. Today we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic, and in studio is Vinny. Hey, Vinny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good, good. And Robbie, of course, is here. Yeah. And Al, hello, Al. Hello, Sam. And then I'm here, and so we'll we'll be talking about a topic that Robbie's going to introduce to us. So, Robbie, can you tell us a little bit about the topic today? Yes, I've been reading this um, book called The Christian in Full Armor by William Gurnall. And he finally, after 200 pages of this book, finally gets to the armor, which the first piece of armor he's talking about is the belt of truth. And he's defining that in ways that I had really never thought about before, just wonderful, thought-provoking things. And he mentions that, that the belt of truth, you can find places where you're not armed with the belt of truth wherever you have fear. That any fear that you have in your life is a point at which God's love is not yet, you know, touch that area of your psyche, so to speak. And so all of a sudden when I realized that, and it was right the first year, I said, wow, I need to do an inventory here. What is it that I fear? Because when I started to look at what I fear in those places, I wasn't armed. I was sort of disarmed. I didn't have the belt of truth because obviously God loves me in that place and I shouldn't fear. But if I am fearing, then to an extent I'm unarmed. And so I had to do an inventory. And here I found, so I sent an email to my <laughs> band of brothers and said, hey, guys, what do you fear? What scares you? And is that a point where we need to get some armor on? Does it count if it's clowns? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't like clowns either, and, and bugs, the spiders. They count. Like, they count. They count. They okay, count. yeah. So it's a, it's a little. God hadn't touched me where the spiders stop. A little chink in the armor. But you have, Robbie. You have those uh, macho guys, right? That you know, nothing is really going to affect them. That they, they're just bigger than life. That uh, they have no chinks in their the, armor. That right? they will admit to. Well, I think we have a clip on that, don't we? Oh, I so love this clip. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the clip? Oh yes, back in my day, back in the seventies, there was a there was a movie called Mr. Mom, and a man found himself raising his children, and of course not being employed, it, it left him in sort of a position where we would say he was posing to be more of a man because he felt his masculinity was challenged because he didn't have a regular job and those kind of things, and he certainly uh, makes up for it in this clip. Yeah, in this clip, his uh, wife is being picked up by her boss right. to be taken out of town for a conference. And so he had just lost his job, as you said, and finds himself in a different place. And let's see how he handles the interaction. 
you. I'm just waiting for Carolyn. Well, Ron, you know women. <laughs> yeah, I like to think I do. <laughs> Come on over here, Ron. Let me show you what I'm doing. Taking advantage of some of the time off to uh, add a whole new wing on here. I'm going to rip these walls out and, uh, of course, rewire it. Yeah, you're going to make it all 220? Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Well, you sound like a pretty handy guy. Yeah, well, I like to do a little bit of everything, Ron. I write poetry, I uh, paint, sculpt. Oh. Honey, if you call and I'm not here, I'll be at the gym or at the gun club. <laughs> you know, part of that's so funny is because uh, there's times I can almost see myself there. Actually, I can't see I was going to say, there. I see you there all the time. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. So in this, Robbie, the what's what's this guy really afraid of? I mean, what's the, what's the little nick in his armor that God needs to get to? Well, I think what we have here is he has a tool belt on, That's <laughs> not, true. not the belt of truth. <laughs> and clearly, you know, he's afraid that you know he's not man enough to hold on to the relationship with his wife because of his employment situation. Mm-hmm. He's He's concerned about his manhood, and to some extent, he's concerned about impressing her boss, which, you know, if I really look at my own inventory of personal fears, Robbie, what do you scare? And quite often, I find myself trying to impress somebody because of an insecurity that they may not like me. Mm-hmm. And, and being a salesman all my life, that's not a good place to be because it clearly is posing. Mm-hmm. Um, but posing with the intention that, you know, I don't want this person not to like me. But that reveals something, that God needs to come into that part of, you know, where you have value, whether that person likes you or not, and, and, and that truth is more important than whether or not that person likes you in that particular circumstance or in that particular situation. And so it, it points to a need that I have, but also an opportunity mm-hmm. um, to not let Satan trick me into believing that that pose is going to get the job done when what I really need is to let God's love do his redeeming work there. For me, uh, it can look very similar to that, but what's driving underneath is more of a fear of failure. I don't want to fail. You know, I, I don't like to fail. I don't want, I don't know a lot of people that do, but I just am really driven to not fail. And I don't know if it's as much to impress as as much to show value you know, a little bit, and but it may look exactly the same, you know, working really hard. And, and honestly, that, that fear has cost me lots of things in my life in the past. It's cost me some relationship time with my oldest girls. It cost me a lot of time with my wife because I just was so afraid to fail. I would stay at work and stay at work and triple check and quadruple check and do it three or four times. And really, when I look back, it wasn't needed. It was just fear. You know, and so there's things that were being robbed there from the enemy, and that all did come back to where do I find my, um, not value, but uh, my worth? Do I find it in the world, or do I find it in the Father? Now, Vinny, you think you had something you wanted to say? Is there something that that's on your mind about this? Uh, yeah, we were, every week we sort of like uh, talk about it before we come on air and uh, you know pick uh, 
clips and to play to help us along. I would have picked, you know, Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein <laughs> or uh, the Phantom of the Opera, but I lost out on that. Uh, I guess maybe luckily. But fear, if you think about it, is uncertainty. You don't know. It's like opening up a door and you don't know what's on the other side of it. Or if you do know, you don't want to open it up because it's going to hurt you. Uh, I'm at an age, everybody, all of you guys out there know that I'm pretty old and I'm blind. I go to bed every night now, pray to the Lord and say, you know, let me wake up with the little bit that I can see, like through an eggshell, you know. And, well, fear for my friends here in the age of 50, most of them are 50, and 84 is, uh, I think, a whole different thing. I fear of not getting to the toilet in time. I fear that my wife will not be there for me. Fear comes in such different packages as you age, mm -hmm. but it comes down to that one word, uncertainty. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, that's good. Next week we got Abbott and Costello. <laughs> well, yeah, and gratefully we didn't get Al's choice, which would have been beaches. You know, I think that's what <laughs> that's a horror movie. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you, there was a movie, um, the Disney. What was the new Disney movie that came out about being inside of a girl's mind inside, inside out. out yeah yeah my my daughter and my wife wanted me to go and i said i don't like horror movies and they're like no it's about a girl inside a girl's mind and i'm like i don't like horror movies turned out it was a great movie yeah so what is it you're afraid of other than girl movies <laughs> well i tell you i asked that question of somebody at work the other day and they asked me back and before i could think and, and i was kind of doing it based on this topic but my big fear was if my family were all killed at once and I was alone because, you know, there's so much love and encouragement that comes from my family. And I, I believe that that's how God embraces me physically is through them. And that's how he shows me love is through them. And, and that's been a big source of all the changes that have come in my life for the positive, I believe, has come through them and him working through them. So for me, for that to stop would just be terrifying. You know, I, I have no doubt that, that God loves you through your family. I've seen that. Um, there's There's got to be some level of the alone part that kind of plays into that as well, I would think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, the alone part is, is probably, well, I don't, it's the loss of the love, so it's alone too. I, I mean, I, I see yeah. where you're, it's kind of the flip side of that fear. Yeah, you know, I think that there's different ways to, to feel alone. And when we come back after the, the break here in a second, we're going to play a clip that really kind of digs into that. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the fears that we have because everybody has them. Whether they admit them or not, they have them. And so what do we do with those? If they're there, do we let them control our life? Do we let them determine where we go, what we do, what we don't do? 
Otherwise, I don't know that we'd ever leave the house or maybe even leave our bed. And so we have to just make a decision of what am I going to do with this fear and where can I really take it that's going to help me move past that. And Robbie, I know you're going to have some great insight. And, and I did want to tell you, they have books that are of this century. Oh, okay. <laughs> they do. It's at the library. I think they've been written. Are they even on Kindle? <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be talking about fear of abandonment, fears that sneak up on us, and ones that just hit us right in the face. And how do we go to God and let him help us work through that? We're looking forward to you coming back with us. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here from Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. That's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. More cowbell. <laughs> you can never get enough cowbell. Really. More cowbell. <laughs> yeah, and so that would probably be a song and a group you would not expect to really hear on Christian radio. That was Twisted Sister, and we're not going to take it. But uh, that's going to really tie into where we go with some of the rest of this topic. So there is really a reason for that song. You're just going to hang with us and see what is it we're not going to take anymore. But I promised you before we left a clip, and I'm going to go ahead and get to this clip. And it's from a movie called The Backup Plan. And it had Jennifer Lopez and some other people, I can't remember who it was, that was in it. But the the premise of the story is this lady uh, got pregnant, and then she met a man. She got the the in vitro vitro fertilization. Thank you. Uh, That's easier for you to say. Uh, And then she meets a man who decides that they love each other. And he's going to, you know, raise the baby with her. And let's listen to this interchange between the two of them and really find out what's going on in her heart and her mind as they talk about their plans. What happened with your exam? Oh, I I was trying to tell you last night. What happened? I walked out of the exam. Why? I'm quitting school. Why are you quitting school? Because if I stay in school, I can only work part-time. And if I can only work part-time, I can't afford all our expenses. I need to work, honey. I had no idea it was this serious. You're having a baby? I didn't know you'd been together that long. Well, well, yeah, they're not mine, but yes, we're having a baby. We're having twins, actually. What do you mean, they're not mine? Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Why would you say that? I'm sorry, honey. I'm not exactly thinking straight. I've been up all night watching Orca give birth. I am such an idiot. I am so stupid. This is... This is not about money. 
or that you can't afford kids. You don't want this. That's the problem. He always told me he didn't want kids. Why are you still here? That's it, isn't it? Really? After everything we've been through, you think I don't want kids? You really think that? That's what you just said. It's not what I just said. It's what you just heard. There's a big difference. I don't think you're ready for this. Now that it's all happening, now that you've seen a woman push a baby out, now, now it's all too real for you, and you're scared. Yeah, aren't you scared? You know what I'm scared of? I'm scared that I'm gonna have these babies, and then you're gonna walk away. You're gonna say, they're not mine, and just walk away. Yeah, well, every day you're looking for some kind of hint that I'm leaving, no matter how many times I tell you that I'm not. I, I don't know what else to do. What else am I supposed to do? Nothing. So what are you saying? Just go now. I don't want to go. Go. This is crazy, Zoe. It's crazy. If you don't go, I'll go. <laughs> wow. You know what? Just so you know, when you do the autopsy here, you better realize you have no one to blame but yourself. So as you listen to that, guys, it's kind of obvious what's going on in her heart, isn't it? Yeah. What's a fear she's pushing? Uh, abandonment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been prevalent in the relationship because you can hear it as they're having the discussion and and he is a appears to be a good-hearted man i mean in the story anyway and and he goes after that but that fear still takes over and so she starts to step into i'm going to control what i can control and not have to worry about the things that i can't so if i'm worried and i fear you're going to leave me i'll just make it happen and then it'll be my decision and so it gets back into trying to have some of that control over that fear that isn't really necessarily true anyway. So question for you guys, when you find yourself in fear, I mean, is there a fear that the past will repeat? Is there a fear of the present? Is there a fear of the future? Or does it all just kind of blend in? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I had a fear. It was the 23rd, just, just as I was getting ready to go on vacation. And I was going through something I'd done at work, and it was a, I found a dreadful mistake, the kind of mistake I thought I was going to get fired over. And the first thing I did is I called somebody to, for them to check on you know, one aspect of it. Then I called uh, one of the leaders, and I told the leaders right away. And then I told my direct boss right away. Both of them said, um, well, let me back up. I made all these calls, and I'm sitting there, in tears thinking I'm going to get fired and I deserve to get fired. I, I, I should get fired for this and I'm, I'm kind of working it up. And I, I, I was, there was a moment where I stopped and I said, you know what? If I get fired, God's got something better for me. And I felt, I went from panic to peace. And as it turned out, everybody else said, no, that's not a big mistake. No, I don't worry about that at all. But, but personally for that moment to think that you know, everything that I have was going to be lost because of a mistake. And that, I mean, that, that's a significant change to a family when the, the largest income in the family is taken away. And obviously the enemy was all over that. But, you know, and I'd been studying about the Holy Spirit in my personal Bible study. I've been praying for an indwelling and more to get to know him more, to get to know God more. I, I just can't describe how that peace, you know, have you ever been cold and you drink hot chocolate or hot coffee and that just warmth just kind of spreads to your body? That was the feeling I had from the Holy Spirit that, you know, when I said, whatever you've got for me beyond this, you, it's going to be better because it's from you. And it was just a peace that came. 
So, Robbie, if there's, thank you, if there's fear, what's the antidote for that fear scripturally? What, what does, what's it say scripturally that the antidote for the fear yeah, is? Yeah, in First John, it says perfect love drives out fear. And so, it, you know, it's pretty easy, or my tendency happens to be, that I want to focus on the fear. And if you do that, it just takes you deeper and deeper into a hole, in my opinion, that it's it's looking back to go, okay, can I back up and say clearly, if I've got a fear here, this is a chink in my armor that God has not touched this area of my life. What is it that I'm looking for God to do? So if we'd been Jennifer Lopez in that situation, realizing that this man can't meet that underlying need that she has, mm-hmm. that she shouldn't be abandoned, that somebody is going to be there for her. If she could go that deep, she wouldn't have needed all that reassurance from him. And, and so when I find myself just spiling out of control and putting it all on my wife and kids because of the fear I'm dealing with, maybe over money or, or a situation in the family, then somehow or another I got to go back to what is it that I really think God doesn't have me here. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that fear is really not necessarily my wife, my kids, the money, the situation is, is that what you talked about, Al, God doesn't have me here. He's mm-hmm. not going to take care of me. Yeah, there's some level it becomes a distrust. Right. You know, you're not going to be there for me. That's the fear of the real abandonment, is a fear of God abandoning you. Right, which he says he's not ever going to leave or forsake us, but that doesn't mean the enemy doesn't try to drive that wedge. When we talk with people, and I want to ask your guys' opinion on this, but I know that a lot of times when I talk with people, they are the past is what's anchoring them. They may say it's the future, may say it's the present, and so definitely future worries, present situations, those all play in. I'm talking about some long-term things. A lot of times it's they can't let go of something they did in the past because they're afraid that if they do, they'll forgive themselves or they'll repeat it or they won't let someone else be forgiven because that's, they haven't earned it. And all that does is just keep that fear cycle completely going. And, and I'm going to play a quick clip and we're going to come back and talk about it, but it's from the Lion King. It's one of my favorite clips from the Lion King ever. And it has to deal with this topic of, Letting your past control your present and affect your future. What was that? <laughs> the weather. <laughs> Very peculiar. Don't you think? Yeah. Looks like the winds are changing. Ah, uh, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jesus, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Ah, you see? What wisdom, <laughs> you know? If I, just, if I could just hang on to that some days, you know, it'd be pretty good. And it's from a baboon or whatever yeah. it is. It's from Robert Guion, and I had an opportunity to interview him one time, and he told me that was his favorite role in his entire acting career. With, you know, he, he did Broadway and Shakespeare and all. He said, Robbie, that part, I was meant to play that part, and sitting in front of the mic doing that was the most fun I ever had. He said, I didn't make any money doing it, but it was an amazing opportunity to 
share some wisdom that is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. The, the, the past is important. It is important that we learn from it. But when we let it anchor us and hold us down, you know, fear of abandonment has to deal with having been abandoned in the past or feel or fear of financial situations often have to deal with having been in them before. Right. And so it gets this anchoring in the past. And so letting that go and not letting it hold us down and learning from it and moving forward in faith. Right. Because that's on the other side of fear as well as that faith. Vinny, you talked a lot about uncertainty. Well, obviously the answer to that uncertainty is faith in something. That's very true, you know, facing. I, uh, I lay down in bed at nighttime, and I think, I go way back. It's amazing I can't remember yesterday, but I can remember 1930 and 1940. And I say to myself, how did I get through that? Mm-hmm. Who was on my shoulder, you know, like the movie, Somebody Up There Likes Me? Well, I think I could have played that part uh, <laughs> because somebody up there likes me and the dear Lord has been with me all my life and guiding me. And sometimes, like Robbie says, uh, I guess I was a poser. But he has taken that away from me now. Mm-hmm. He has made a, what I consider a human being and a man, somebody that can take on somebody else's problems and help them. Mm-hmm. You know, that clip you just pay, uh, played, that was my life. My wife had two children. My first wife had two children. And she was afraid that I couldn't handle it. I told them there's only one way we will get married. I said, they become my children. I don't want to know from anything. And at 16 years old, I will tell them that I really wasn't their biological father. But I loved them two kids. And then we had our own. I loved them two kids just as much as my biological daughter. Vinny, thank you. We... That's, that was great. We want to say, take those fears to God. That's where it's going to get healed. It's going to take that faith of what the uncertainty is and let you live in peace. Go to Him.